Paddington reads the morning papers with a melancholy smile, watching Mr. Brown make tea in silence. Gunfire greets the morning sky as it weeps across the capital, and the bear pulls a marmalade sandwich from his hat, biting into the sweet nectar and all of the memories that it holds. He drinks his tea, remembering his manners, and making use of a cup rather than a pot. Mrs. Bird gently pats his head as she passes with a weary sigh, and he prepares another sandwich before softly padding through the house and out of the door. There is a stillness that cannot settle, interrupted by sporadic sobs on the street. Bells will be wailing soon, rainbows have crossed the sky, and the Daily Mail is desperate to tell the world about a cloud in the Queen's image. He joins silent commuters in a busy but quiet carriage, his paws tightly gripping the handrail until he reaches Green Park, disembarking and wandering towards the towering gates of the palace. Slightly crushed by the crying crowd, he makes his way to the front with a polite smile for everyone he meets, and he places a marmalade sandwich on the ground among the arrangements of lilies that lay on the pavement. So, unless you've been living under the rock, I assume that you've heard. Um, The Queen has died. And we are currently, here in the UK, in what they call a a period of national mourning. Uh, That's that's the thing that's going on. Um, It's it's a very strange thing. It's, It's very, very strange having this unfold because I when when I was a kid I vaguely remember very vaguely if I'm uh if I'm being honest the the death of of Princess Diana um I was I was a very little girl at the time I would have been let me look it up 97 yeah I would have been about five years old I didn't really have a solid understanding of what was happening um I just I remember looking up at the tv and there was all these cars going going somewhere and I I I had no idea what was happening um I remember hearing about the princess Oh, not the the Queen Mother. That's the one who. That's who I mean. I remember hearing about her death when that happened, but I, I don't really. No shade to her, but I <laughs> I don't really remember kind of a huge, um, outpouring of of grief in the way that that we've got now. Um, same with Princess Margaret. Prince Philip 
kind of, but not to the extent we've got now, is, is my point. So the way things are kind of unfolding now is is incredibly um, alien to me because I've, I've never experienced this before. And to, to be honest, most people in the UK will not have experienced this before because Queen Elizabeth has been alive for a very long time so you know (laughs) she's she's been the queen for 70 years and 214 days so most people in the UK will not have known anybody else at the helm of the royal family or however you want to put it so they wouldn't have experienced something like this but what's going on is um well I mean where do I begin um there there's a whole you know changeover handover situation right now because uh prince charles is no longer prince he's now king charles uh the anthem has changed uh i think they're going to be changing money and stamps and stuff but i don't know when that's happening that might be they're going to do that a bit later i suppose um she's uh her, her funeral is is going to be uh in a couple of weeks 19th i think um and that's a bank holiday we, d- we didn't have that for philip which is sort of my most recent reference point um there are there's there's signs pictures of the queen everywhere um you know it's not just in clouds that daily mail journalists have found um that there was just everywhere I've been, electric billboards have pictures of the Queen. Everywhere. Um, I was in the co-op last night, which is a, a, a food shop, for those outside the UK that don't know what I mean. Um, and they have um, like little screens up by the tills, which normally would just show like special offers they've got on and stuff like that. And when you're paying, you can, you know, click and say how happy you are with the service. I always click the big smiley face because I don't want to be the reason that someone gets reprimanded at work. Um, but last night they, they all just had pictures of the Queen on and I was like, oh, all right, okay. Okay. I see. Uh the the radio stations, they're all playing sort of down tempo music. Um big time for Adele, I suppose. Um, and the the day on on the eighth of September, TV was just news broadcasts from sort of the early afternoon onwards. Um, it was a very strange thing to to kind of go through, and and be there for you know what I mean. Um, so. I got a news notification and I didn't think anything of it. It just said that um, the, the Queen's doctors were concerned about her health and so she was resting at Balmoral. And I thought, well, you know, I know that she's had a couple of health problems. Okay. You know, she's she's been going through it a little bit. Okay. You know, have a little rest. Okie doke. Um, it didn't... It, it Literally, it just didn't occur to me that, that something might be up until I saw other people pointing out that something might be up and I thought oh oh I see okay um because 
I mean, she's she's been the queen for ever, and I just I don't know. Perhaps it was just naivety and scientific illiteracy, but I I just figured. She'll, she'll be the queen for a bit longer right I don't know I mean I wasn't particularly attached to it or anything it, was, it you know, wasn't like my mental health depended on it um but I was just like well she's not, she's not gonna die that's ludicrous um especially I think this is this is probably um because of the fact that for sort of the last 10 years I would say every couple of months there'll be some mess on social media someone would be like oh my cousin is friends with someone who just sent them a screenshot on whatsapp from like a soldier who knows somebody in the royal family who like walks the queen's corgis or something and she she's she's dead and so there would be this whole like couple of hour hoax everyone waits till six o'clock to see if it gets announced and then it doesn't and the the palace is like no she's fine fuck off um so f- because that had happened repeatedly I guess maybe that contributed as well and so I was like well she's always fine she's always fine like okay um but then so- somebody pointed out that the BBC had cancelled programming up till six o'clock they they had they had ripped viewers away from bargain hunt and switched them to the news and Hewitt would Hugh Edwards oh my god Hugh Edwards was there and he was wearing black and I started I started to think oh hang on a minute uh-oh mm. okay so then for the whole afternoon they have um sort of these it was it was very strange to watch they had all of these you know experts on the queen and you know people vaguely connected to the royal family but not really and and all that coming on to talk about the queen and and i was like what the hell is going on hmm? what what's the current um it then came to my attention that in the House of Commons there had been a debate going on and somebody basically, they passed the Prime Minister Liz Truss a note. She looks a bit concerned. It then gets passed over to the opposition. They look a bit concerned. Everyone looks fucking worried. Um, and that's very unusual. That's not the sort of thing that happens. So there's all these unusual things going on and I'm like, okay... Okay, so I have a little look around social media and everyone's speculating and wondering. Um, And there's some people and they're getting upset because they don't like the speculation, which, you know, I I guess that's fair. You know, the the thing is, and I'm aware that from an outside perspective to people outside of the UK, they are likely to be thinking, probably with all the news coverage, that everybody here is incredibly emotionally attached to the royal family. And if they're not attached to the family itself, they're at the very least attached to the Queen. Um, that's that's not really the case. I, I think there there is still some popularity. I mean, I'm not going to say nobody cares, because obviously they do. There were crowds of people 
openly weeping outside of Buckingham Palace. People obviously care. Um, but there are some people that, that just aren't, aren't that invested, I guess is how I would put it. But then there are also people that are. So there was kind of a lot of conflict on social media between those two groups. Um, you know, and so that was unnerving. Um, and of course, the news coverage rolls on. And and poor Hugh Edwards, he's trying to fill hours and hours and hours of airtime when he can't actually say anything of real import. He He's literally just sat there looking at the clock thinking, I got to stall for like five hours. What the, what the fuck? Oh, at one point... Um, they they were literally, it was him and there was a another journalist whose name I forget, um, literally watching a plane to try and see who was getting off the plane with like very kind of blurry images. They couldn't really see, but they were trying to see. And that took up quite a bit of the coverage. I, I guess they were just trying to fill time and try not to say what people were slowly realising was happening um so many of the royal family then all start rushing to balmoral uh balmoral if you don't know and you're outside the uk is a um a castle in scotland where the queen liked to go and stay um it was a place that she liked apparently um i know this because hugh edwards spent about 10 minutes talking about that in great detail um to fill time so he was trying his best he really was and full respect to the man um in what must have been a very stressful situation um so she had she'd been staying there for a little while um because i don't know that's that's what she wanted to do i I have to be real, I, I don't know all that much about the royal family. Most of my knowledge of the royal family comes from the TV show The Crown, which I'm reliably informed is a bit loose with the details. So <laughs> a lot of the things I know are probably not even actually true. Um, I think they did, they did cover a bit of like the monarchy when I was at school, but it was like very sort of far back. We were learning about stuff like Henry VIII and... And and the first Queen Elizabeth and stuff like that. And to be honest, I wasn't paying attention. Um, and I I never really took the time to learn in depth about the, the current royal family that we've got. Because, well, I just, I, I just didn't have the inclination. And I, I think that's okay. Um, one of the things that I feel should be um made clear is that I feel like people can feel however they want about this family if you are really invested and you really care about them that's okay if you're not that bothered that's also okay in my opinion like however however I, f I feel like that you know you've got to be a bit sensible with it you know, just because I'm not hyper-invested in, in this family of people that I don't know, 
that doesn't mean I have to be a bitch in one of their hardest moments, does it, you know? And that was very much what I was thinking about when I wrote that poem, because firstly, I wrote it very much on, on the fly, because I had already had something written that was supposed to go up that day. I, I published it on the on the ninth, the day after. Um I'd already published something on the 8th and I thought, well, there's no point taking that down and trying to write something else because that's, that's just ridiculous. Um, but maybe I should try and write something the day after. I don't know. But I already had something. But I thought, uh, I should probably, you know, maybe, maybe try and write something about this because, I mean, first and foremost... Um, not to be a dastardly opportunist, but we've we've currently got a new monarch, and I would imagine with the state of things at Downing Street, we're probably going to have a new government soon. So, if I were to be perhaps, uh, <laughs> you know, striding up to London with a big smile, saying hi. Simon Armitage can't be Poet Laureate forever. I better start behaving myself. Um, that's terrible. Uh, they're never going to pick me. They're never going to... They, they've already had a homosexual, all right? They they maybe don't want to go with, with a homosexual and an ethnic at the same time. Uh, Especially one who has previously been critical about things like the monarchy and various, you know, iterations of the British government. Um, but still, I can dream, can't I? I can dream. But anyway, um, but, you know, I, I think sometimes, you know, it is important when you are. When you are somebody that creates things to maybe just take a moment, look at the day and say, Let's uh let's let's note this down, you know? Let's let's just say I was here when this thing happened and, and here is what was on my mind. Um you know, and I've I've written about, you know, things that were that were happening at the time. I, I remember writing about um about COVID quite a lot, actually. <laughs> um I've written about, you know, the downfall of Boris Johnson's reign of tyranny and um way back when um and and in fact I don't know that this this sort of stuff would have been I don't I don't think it's out there because I was like literally a child when I wrote it uh but I do remember writing um angsty uh anti-war poetry about things like Iraq and stuff like that um so you know I while most of my output is my own self-loathing and, you know, assorted ramblings about people I've fallen in love with. I, I, I do every now and again look at the world around me and try not to be so self-absorbed. Um, it doesn't happen often. It's only for special occasions. So I thought, you know, this is this is this is a, a big moment in, in British history and in the world, really, I suppose. So maybe I should try. Um However, I 
I don't want to be a fake bitch. I don't, you know, because I know that there are going to be some people who are going to write fawning, um, I love you, Queen Elizabeth, can't believe you're gone, I want to run to you type things. And I mean, that's their right if they really feel like that. But I personally don't. I'm sad that she passed away because I think it's sad whenever that happens. And I'm sad that her family are going through grief because I think that is one of the hardest things that can happen to a person ever. And I would not want that for anybody. However, I don't have an emotional connection to her. So if I were to write some fawning, I love you, um, you know, I'm going to miss you forever thing, it would just be so ridiculously fake. And I feel like people would, you know, because like I know, you know, I I shouldn't. But sometimes I, I, you know, I do look at, you know, the feedback that I get when I write things and I present present things to you know, to, uh, you know, the listeners of this podcast, my other podcast, um, you know, my, my audience, so to speak. And, and I think, you know, firstly, I, I, it's a bit unhealthy because sometimes I get in my head about stuff, but sometimes I think it is healthy because it helps me to, to improve because, you know, with, you know, writing and creating and stuff like that, it's one of those things where you never stop learning. You always, there's always opportunities to get better every single time. And so sometimes it's really helpful to know, what are the people that read my work thinking? What what do they think about this? You know, did they like this? Did they not like this? Did, you know, uh, so that's that's helpful. Um, but I I think if I tried to write some kind of you know, candle in the wind esque thing, um, it would be spotted right away. People would pick up on it and they'd be like, "That's not how she really feels, though. That's not how she feels." Um, you know, what made Candle in the Wind good was that, you know, you could tell, you know, in this first iteration that Elton John really felt those things about, you know, Marilyn Monroe when he wrote that song. And then when he rewrote it for Princess Diana, you could tell that, again, he really felt what he was singing. Um, He felt the words that he wrote, right? So... If I then try and kind of emulate something like that just because it's what I think I should be doing in this moment, but I don't mean it, people can tell when I don't mean it. So there's there's it'd be pointless and it would just honestly I feel look worse than if I just, you know, did something else. <laughs> I actually I actually have written a couple of things about Queen Elizabeth. Um I know that I wrote something during the jubilee um and again that wasn't kind of fawning and adoring it was more i'm curious about you and your life and you know what what do you do when the cameras are off what what are you like behind the scenes let's have a chat about that liz you know and that was kind of what that was and i remember i wrote something um well it, it wasn't specifically about her actually but she was referenced in something i wrote for ve day and again it was just kind of like almost like curiosity, you know, what's she really like, you know, um, because as accessible as some may believe that the royal family has become, they are still very far away, in my opinion, I know that there are, like, 
the royal family has like its own fandom and there are ship wars and everything and there's you know rival fans and all this kerfuffle um and i find that quite <laughs> quite strange if i'm honest but okay whatever makes people happy as long as no one gets hurt whatever um although quite a few people do get hurt in these uh clashes so wild um but you know you you can watch a documentary about the royal family or you can you know maybe you meet them once or twice but we'll never really know them or at least that's how i feel for me so it's you know i've kind of had sort of moments of curiosity but i've never had you know moments of like real legitimate emotion i guess um empathy sometimes but not you know it's not quite the same as like how i would feel about like my own grandma for example um or like my mum or something um so what i what i decided to do was i decided to take someone else i didn't know <laughs> but somebody that Again, I wouldn't call it, like, genuine emotion because, I mean, that'd be absurd, but real enthusiastic fandom, maybe? And I decided to write about this whole event through Paddington. So I was going to write about how Paddington reacted to it um, because I thought... I love Paddington with my whole heart and um, Paddington is somebody that is quite linked to um, to the Queen. Uh, so there are a number of reasons for that. Um, the primary one that I would imagine is in a lot of people's minds and I did see um I I did see a lot of people bringing it up and um sharing the video again um and that was a a skit that was done during the jubilee celebrations where Paddington had tea with the queen and they had marmalade sandwiches and things and then like a jubilee concert started or something um and it was it was a nice moment it was wholesome it was cute and everyone was into it because you know it's paddington and and also the queen and and people like the queen i suppose um and and also you know paddington is kind of a, a british icon um our, our most beloved um immigrant that uh the weird thing is is there are a lot of people that hate immigrants but love Paddington and I just it's hard not to be snarky about it and be like if you love Paddington you gotta start protesting the home office my dude you just gotta um but my <laughs> My feelings on hypocritical Paddington stands aside. Um, 
I fucking love that bear. Always have, always fucking will. Um, waiting impatiently for Paddington 3. Um... And so I thought, what would Paddington be thinking today? What would Paddington do? And I just had this idea in my head, he's going to take a marmalade fucking sandwich to Buckingham Palace and put it down with all the flowers. That's what he's going to do. And so I just wrote about that because, like I said, I didn't want to be, you know, fake and, oh feel like pure shit just want to run to you like I did what would that what would that say about anything other than I am willing to lie about my feelings and write something that would probably be shit just for the sake of it going viral because Here's the thing, it absolutely could have done if I'd have done that instead. Like, I could have, you know, done that simple little black and white graphic with, like, a little angel in the corner or something, posted it, and there'd be all these people who would be like, oh, my God, love this, oh, my God. But at what cost, do you know what I mean? At what cost? Um... So I wanted to do something a bit more true to me by using a fictional bear that I didn't create. <laughs> um, <it'd> be... <laughs> oh, dreadful, dreadful. Um, I I don't actually know that being said... Um, I, I don't actually know if Paddington is public domain, actually, having thought about it. So, if, <laughs> if it's not, can any, can everybody just agree to do me a fucking solid and not grasp me up to Michael Bond's estate, please. Because, look, I didn't mean no harm. I didn't do nothing bad with Paddington. I would never do nothing bad with Paddington. Because he's an icon and a skinny legend and we love him. Um, so just no, nobody fucking snitch, okay? Um, anyway, I'm getting away from the point. I'm getting away from the point. I... I found myself in a situation where I kept just kind of thinking, I don't know what we do here. And I'm I'm still kind of in that situation. I, I don't know what we do here. And I think... I'm not the only one. I think that there are a number of people um, across the UK who are maybe feeling kind of like, what do we do now? Like, what, what the fuck? Um, and there's a lot kind of up in there. Uh, right now, in fact. Uh, on, on Twitter, uh, there is a trending topic 
not my prince. And that is in relation to people in uh, Wales. There are some people in Wales that believe that the title of Prince of Wales, which has now been passed to Prince William from Prince Charles, uh, should be abolished because um, they they don't believe that that anybody from the current monarchy should be named Prince of Wales or Princess of Wales. Um, there are a number of people that are angry, for example, about things that are important to them being cancelled because of the national mourning period. Um, it's a weird thing because the government hasn't said that it's mandatory for things to be cancelled, but a lot of places feel like they should because otherwise they're going to be shamed by journalists. Um, like, there's a lot of that going around. Um, there are a lot of people who who feel really upset about everything that's going on and they don't know how to handle that. And... And there's some kind of plane thing going over my house. Sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> I haven't... You know, like I said, I haven't really kind of been in this in this situation I don't really have a solid idea of what I'm supposed to do how I'm supposed to feel I know how I feel and that is I'm sorry to hear that but okay you know because I it is what it is but but I think there are some people that are going to need a lot more time than someone like me would And that's that's the difficult thing. How do we strike the balance between the people that aren't really all that affected and the people that are devastated? And there are people that are devastated by this. Um, and it's difficult because any decision that's made affects everybody. There are a number of people that... that frankly are not interested in, you know, huge mourning periods and and all, all the stuff to come. There are some people, however, that need that time. They need, they need to go through a process. And I'm just kind of, I don't know, somewhere in the middle? I don't, I don't really know where I am. You know? It's, it's a weird thing. But um, I think perhaps I'm going to watch Paddington this evening. Because it's a fucking good film. And I feel like I'll understand things a lot better once I do. Thank you for listening to Sincerely Jennifer with me, Jennifer Wan. If you want to find more of my work, you can on my website, jenniferwan.com, or you can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Reddit, SoundCloud, and pretty much every social media website 
Papa, with the username Miss J Squared. Thank you to my amazing top tier Patreon supporters, Amanda, Kylie, Melissa, Anna, Sam, Katie, Christina, Josie, Gabriella, David, Eleanor, Alicia, Emily, Andy and Tyler. I'll see you next time.